This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always are Barnabas and Dave. Gentlemen, how are we doing? It's still hot summer. It is very hot. It is, it is that. Yeah, and in this in this room, what kind yeah. of room are we in? Are we in a podcast studio? It's it a converted office or something. It's a yeah. studio, and it has no thermostat. I don't think there is a ceiling vent, but it doesn't seem to it have any bearing. No, they I, turned I think it off yeah. because of the it noise. Hummed? Yeah, they mm. need to have the option to turn it back on. That would be helpful. for the temperature. That's how vents work. That's true, listeners. That's well, true. Lesson, lesson for the day. Yes, yeah, since uh, that's how vents work. Since Barnabas doesn't work here anymore, he can be as critical as he wants to be. Not that I was terribly uncritical when I did work here. <laughs> I considered it constructive criticism then. There you go. Here's how we can get better. Turn yeah. the vents on. Yep. There you go. All right. So we have had a marathon recording session today. We have been here for a long, long time. Well, we only get so much of Barnabas now. That's so. true. Since he. Uh, Works down the street. I was in this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's only correct. This actually is probably going to be easier to schedule time with. You Absolutely. Now. Yeah, I will have <laughs> less meetings, less travel. I will have. I don't know that I'll have fewer meetings, but I can sort of dictate my meetings more. I think fewer meetings will be dictated to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yes. is un- unlike you, jokers. I'm not going to be bitter about it because, after all, we don't get better; we get better, or something, right? Something like that. Something. Oh, that sounds like a line maybe from a new CEO or something like that. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Oh. Leave that in. Leave it in. Yeah, that's staying in. That's staying in. Face, not listen to this show. Face palm. <laughs> Hashtag right. not my CEO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Well, right. I'm gonna. All right, so it's Goodreads <laughs> questions today yes, again. Yes. This is like number four or five we've yeah, done. Yeah, we I don't haven't know. done this in a long time, a yeah. and we always have so much fun whenever we do one of these episodes. Part of the reason that we haven't done it in a while, aside from the fact that we've actually had lots of things to talk about, has been the fact that Goodreads has been kind of weak. On week. their questions, well, lately. they repeat the same questions over and over again. Right. I did catch a couple new ones. So okay, there's good. there's one someone here even that I saw elsewhere that I recommend. All right, kudos to Andy Wisnett who works for me. He pulls some excellent questions for we use for otherwise. So nice. I, I I give Andy credit better Thank than you. Goodreads. Thank you, Andy. All right, well, let's just go right into it. All, All right, right. we're it. Gonna, we're gonna start fun. All right, we've talked about our favorite book characters in the past. Let's talk about our favorite sidekicks. All right. Who is your favorite sidekick character? Sidekicks. I'm just going to – so you don't just throw out – remember we already hmm. referenced in a previous episode, Samwise Gamgee. That is your example. Okay? He's not a sidekick. No. Something – your number two character. Right. It's got to be a number two, and that could be oh, man. any of those. So who's the Robin to your Batman? Yeah, absolutely. Right. In, your, in the story that you love. So think back to all of your favorite novels or could be nonfiction too. Man, that's a good question. A really hard, question. hard to answer. Well, you know, just I'm trying to trying to make it make it real here. 
It's easier to hmm. come up with that in movies, I feel like, than it is I, books. I agree. Well, to some degree, yeah. Because, I mean, usually in a book, in the book context. We'll start there. I mean, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Like, think of, like, adaptations as your, uh, um, yeah, I'd say number two character. So it doesn't have, the point is, it's not the primary yeah. character. It's, it's that who, number two who's, who's one, closely who's connected in. Characters. Yeah, it's one of your secondary characters that you, that's that lovable. you just really love and enjoy. For some reason or another yeah all right so let's go uh this this is not this is not my actual answer but thinking adaptations this is just sort of greasing the skid so we can get this thing going sure uh i think every every professor mcgonagall moment in harry potter Mm. is delightful Mm. yeah because as a bit character she's kind of perfect as like the strict nobody likes her everybody respects her and she's completely good-hearted right i think sirius black is the other one who Mm. who is like that especially because he has the story arc from like everybody thinks he's going to kill him to like he's the beloved godfather spoiler alert sorry listeners Um, it's been out for again also about almost 20 years so it's gotta throw a spoiler alert on there because somebody gets mad otherwise so i don't know that those are (laughs) true sidekicks but uh those those are just sort of as my mind works in adaptations right so but i mean but i mean ron weasley would be an example of a sidekick yeah yeah, he's Absolutely. a little more sidekickish. Yeah, same with yeah. her. I just didn't. I mean, he's Hermione, fine. Hermione, 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 however you say him. Hermione, Herman. Hermione, 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 they're co-leads, but yeah. you know, I not can, quite. It's funny, of course, just like you guys, it's tough, like, thinking through, like, immediately what someone would be. Of course, yes, I read a lot of this history stuff, but, like, you know, in military history, you've always got, like, if you read Team of Teams, which we love, McChrystal's book, it's uh-huh. great, an organizational uh, effectiveness. But the point is, every, like, great leader, let's say you love this leader out there, you read about them historically, and... They've always got this amazing number two, like the person who is the filter. It's the person who's the confidant. It's the person who gets things done. It's the person that the executes. Absolutely, it is. Mm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, what's his, what's who's the consigliere in the Godfather? Tom. It's Tom. Uh, something. It's like it's like a it's an Anglo name. Irish, he's not, Irish German yeah, Tom in the right. Italian in the Italian mob, played by yeah. Robert uh, Duvall. That's right. He was great, a younger Robert Duvall. But like that guy, you just look at him like, this world works because that guy exists. You know, yeah. but I mean, both of them are essential. And I think it's fun when you look out there and you realize with every great person, and that could be a spouse, that could Tom be Hayden. Uh, Tom Hayden. Hayden. That's yeah, right. yeah, Tom Hayden. Yeah. But like, I, I like those characters. You, you kind of see them there. They're they're right beside the main character. They're they're getting it done. So yeah, yeah. It's not one particular person, but I, I like those. So this is more of a classic sidekick in terms of like the role of sidekick. So in the Cormoran Strike novels, mm-hmm. uh, back to J.K. Rowling because why not? Um, mm-hmm. Cormoran Strike is the main guy, but Robin, his assistant, it's Robin, really? Is, she's she yeah. she, so she plays she plays okay. the role of kind of what you're talking about, where she's like the level-headed, yeah. the thoughtful, that keeps him in line, but also accomplishes things on her own. Like she's not just a she's not like it's a not crush that person, or like a yeah. kickstand. Um, so she's she's a really good sidekick as well. Mm-hmm. It's one. funny because I feel like most of the books that I enjoy have enjoyed the most are so much more charactered, like sidekick. Yeah. implies 
plot devices. Yes. Like this. So you have like this character does this thing and this character does this thing and this character does this thing. And so the sidekick is one of those things. But most of the books that I've enjoyed most are more sort of character and personal development driven than they are plot driven. So you think like The Great Gatsby. Yeah. No sidekicks in The Great Gatsby. There are characters who are slightly less important, but the whole story falls apart if you remove any of them. What's his name? What's the narrator? Nick something yeah, or other. I, I mean, that's that who would be that version been, of it. Yeah, you know, that person who's there, who's, right. who's there to tell the story, right? That's yeah. the yeah. whole purpose yeah. of that character. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would. Um, gosh, there there are a lot of good ones. I mean, I did throw out, you know, just as that that reference um, of. Uh, the Robin to their Batman, but I mean, legit, there are like there's a couple of the Robins that they've come up with in yeah. the Batman series that are actually really fun. The most recent one yeah. being um, being Bruce Wayne's punk punk preteen son, um, who is just this evil little turd. He's amazing, um, and he's just a lot of fun. Very arrogant. Um, very entertaining, very capable, and knows it. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just great, great yeah. uh, comedy, comedic value that comes out of this character okay. um, yeah. because of his okay turdiness and uh, <laughs> but uh, but also great opportunities for writers of that character because they have taken this this character who was introduced as having been trained basically from birth to be you know an evil super assassin to turn him into a real boy so stuff like that is really cool fascinating okay yeah, yeah. all right so all right there That's we good. go all right all right next question next question is all right so there's celebrity book clubs everywhere you know reese witherspoon this is like the answer when oprah's went away of course it's back now right mm-hmm. but the rise of social media has provided a way for everyone to have a book club. All right. So right. here's the thing. If you, what is the first book in your book club from books you have read in the past year? Okay. So you gotta, uh, you gotta know from your past year, what's the one that you want to introduce to your audience that you want to engage with them on directly to read again with them. Okay. What's that so one just, book? Did you just decide that we're starting a book club? I just, I'm, I'm just going to push is this, this one, the one forward. Is this the one where people pay to read books with us? This is the they one better. where they do, or, right. or at least okay, they buy the book you're recommending so you you better get that amazon affiliate link ready (laughs) well we're gonna sign up at trained.coach with our there you uh, go with our how to read so um yeah what's it gonna be all within the past year that's that's um, that's a parameter and give you the last 12 months last 12 months that's right Hmm. Come on, Goodreads. It okay. can be a new read? or old one. It's fully your choice. Man, I've read a lot of trash books in the last year. Well, how many times did you read The Notebook? <laughs> I didn't say I've read trash books a lot of times. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I've alternated between like heavy theology and like mm-hmm. completely just like trite fiction. Mm-hmm. With the exception of some anger books. What's the date today? Well, today is August. July. August. So we're in August. We're in August. Like whatever August. it is. All right. Just want to make sure. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> um, okay. I think I think I would go with. Uh, I think I would go with uh, out of the books I've read in the last year. Either 
the complete works of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Hmm? Selections. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. a lot of stuff. Do that. a, I also a lot haven't of read content. the entire thing in the last year. I've read significant portions of it. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, Lynn Anger's book, uh, I think I would go The High Divide. Yeah. Ooh, good choice. So you've chose uh, you've chosen fiction, so yeah. which is good. That's great. No, that's great. Here's the thing. I don't want to interact with my followers on social media about theology. No, that no, sounds no, no, terrible. No, yeah. no, no, that's, <laughs> that's the worst. But that's a great point. Though, I like because talking to real you, humans in person about what, that, yeah, not what, social media. What do you people. want to stay away from? That is yeah. a yeah. yeah. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that I would want to introduce to people, we I have via the podcast. That's that's the tough thing. Okay. Um, but if you were gonna like do an intentional, we're gonna read this chapter this week, sure. book clubby kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the high divides right up there. I really enjoyed Und- undiscovered country as well. Yeah, That was a coin flip for me. Yeah. If I take one, you take the other. Sure. If you pick one, I'm not yeah. disappointed with the one I'm left with. There we go. Um, so I'll take uh, undiscovered country because you took high divide. Um, but I would also, um, I would also probably go with actually us against you by uh, Frederick Backman. More than like even more than Beartown. Beartown was was that's true. Terrific. Those and both are really hard. I don't books. think I read that one in the last year though. It I I I think I read it more than a year ago, so I couldn't maybe. include you it. Join in the, uh, in the yeah. So <laughs> it is. I mean, it's actually it, it, I'd like to scratch Sherlock okay. Holmes and throw on Beach Music by Pat Conrad. Oh, there instead. you go. But, there you go. Oh, you read it in the past okay. year? I reread it in the past re-read year. It. Okay, there you go. Right. Yeah. yeah, that wins. Okay, there you go. All right, I've got Heart of Darkness, Joseph Conrad, because uh, I just read it a few weeks ago. Is it good? Um, uh, I like Apocalypse Now better. <laughs> so, I, I didn't so, like it. Uh, I, I, I have never read any Joseph I, Conrad. I read it so. because, of, you know, you guys have seen Apocalypse Now. I hated it so much. Yeah, I didn't like it. Hated the it. Movie. Yeah. Did you watch Movies it? Yeah, that make me feel high and give me headaches are okay. not my favorite okay. thing. <laughs> it is, well, it's fascinating. Uh, it may, may want to read it because, yeah, you know, Karen Swallow Pryor has been on the podcast. She's doing a series for us on uh, literary fiction. And Heart of Darkness is one of them. So I'm curious to see what her take is. Uh, it's is us? Uh, B&H. Okay. Yeah, yeah, B&H. Yeah. Right. She's doing like a series. She's doing Sense and Sensibility. She's doing this. And she'll hopefully do more in the okay. future. Okay. So she'll provide like questions for reflection or other mm-hmm. her other editorial on like a Christian's perspective looking at this. Yeah. So when you look at – I don't know. Apocalypse Now as a movie – it's, I mean, I think what's more fascinating about that movie is more how it was made and the disaster of how it was made. I think that's the story. It's not necessarily the movie, but, uh, right. Yeah. So, but, but nevertheless, I, I'd never read the novella. So I just thought, okay, read Conrad's book. Yeah. yeah I was, I, I mean, it took me a day to read. It was just yeah. a nice little thing, but it's, it I was mean, just, it's, un, it was just honestly for me, it was just unpleasant. That's the only well, thing I remember about and, it. And, and what's the point of it being unpleasant? I don't know. Th- right. These are questions I'd love to walk with people say, why do people love it? Why do they don't? Sure. What are the key themes that, uh, sure. that come out from it? So right. there you go. Okay. All right. Next cool. one. All right. Uh, which big book? I don't mean in size, just like this book, like you've always wanted to read. It's on your shelf. It's been sitting there for a long time. You haven't read it. What do you feel like you really need to read? Like which one there? Like I've had some books sitting there for years. I'm like, I know I need to, but it's 700 pages. Yeah. It's it's It like just takes an investment. There's there's two for me. All right. I mean, right off the top of my head, one is A Tale of Two Cities. Okay. Mm. I've never read it. Yeah. So good. And I, I feel like I should. And, and the other is is anything by a Russian novelist. 
Okay. I'm terrified of Russian novelists. Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, any of those? Do you yep. fill in the blank? Yeah, I mean, and I and I know like, I I know the ones that people like start with this or this is great or whatever. You know, you got the idiot, you got Anna Karenina, you got different ones, and yeah. uh, and I know people who, who for whom those are their favorite novels. But like, I am just to put the mental and emotional and intellectual effort into those novels is something I'm like, I'm not prepared to do this, but yeah. I have it. Those are about the only books that I have a profound sense of guilt for having not read mm. as a, yeah. as somebody who claims to love reading. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there have been a lot of books I have gone to read for that reason. I'm like, I just, I feel like I, I'm not a reader unless I have read these, mm-hmm. whether I like them or not, but I feel like, or it's the reread from high school. You just didn't yeah. get it. You didn't care then. Right. And now you read it with a new lens. So, yeah. What do you got, Aaron? Cool. What's um, that book? I would. You can tell me if this counts or not because I've actually read part of it, the Space Trilogy by C.S. Lewis. I haven't read all of them, but yeah, but yeah, I have a I have a lovely hardcover edition of all three of them. Oh wow! Together that came out a few years ago, and um, oh, they re-released them. I didn't know that. Them. New yeah. format. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and they've re-released them again as singular single, single editions. Ones, not just as a as yeah. A series. Okay. So cool. Um, I tell right. you what, That's, I, didn't, I didn't love those. Okay. I didn't. I, nope. yeah. I don't enjoy C.S. Lewis's fiction by and large. Yeah, you the, said that. The, That's chronicle, true. the Chronicles of Narnia are uneven to me, and I realize I'm, you know, <laughs> on someone's Bible here, but um, <laughs> it's they. I struggle with them because he yeah. he wrote fiction to make points, not to tell great stories. And it it reads like Aesop's fables to me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One that I felt like I should should read, but I gave up on was The Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, I just could not do it. Okay. I made it about eleven minutes into the TV show and was like, "This Came is like twenty years ago." This is the terrible. Book. Yeah. I, mean, I know the show is new, but yeah. Okay. It was yep. so bleak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I have enough bleakness um, in my life <laughs> as it is. I don't need to read it from other sources. So I, I hear you there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that made Shelby Foote's civil war trilogy. I have it on there. I've read like a hundred pages of uh, mm. the first one. You know, it's one of those. I feel like, yeah, to get the, the big narrative. And I know we've talked about, you know, uh, him over glorifying Southern generals too much. We talked about, it. but the point is I still, it's one of those. I feel like, ah, it's just to read civil war history. You have to read that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there you go. That cool. was mine. All right. All right. Next one. Do you have another I do. I got two more. How about that? Sure. All right. Let's do all it. right. What do all of your favorite books have in common? So you got to think about this. Think of the books you love, the ones that you recommend to people most often, the ones that you would reread, the mm-hmm. ones that you display most prominently in your home. All of those things, what do they have in common? There's no number. It's just what are they? Which, because um, of the. I'll oh, go ahead, Aaron. You can do it by genres too. Well, you can say like, "Hey, fiction." Here's well, kind of yeah, what I look for. There's different reasons that I really like different books. Like, not all of the ones that I reread are ones that um, are prominently displayed. Not all of them are, um, and they there there aren't necessarily unifying reasons for for why I like them so much. Some of them, I I really, I'll go back to particularly if they are. Um, their fiction ones, it's, it ultimately comes down to because I really enjoy the characters and the interaction. There are other books that I go back to and I reread just because I like how they were written. 
There are others still that, you know, it's the plot that actually is is just really engaging and really fun and really entertaining for me. And then there are others still where it's like I go back to it because there was something that I learned in that book. And then I keep coming back to it because I need to like I'm trying to I'm reminding myself of that particular thing. Now, in, say, business books, for example, it's I just go and I flip through for the sentence or two that I underlined and um, because that's about all the content that's in most of those books. But um, but when it's, you know, but when it's a, a book of theology, it's like, OK, why I'm, I'm going back through and I'm like, OK, let's let's find the pieces that I was missing the first time around or the second time around. Um, those are those are some of the key reasons that that I go back to yeah. different books. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I I think if I was going to paint across like an arc over all of the books, it's the impact that yeah. they have. Yeah. Left. Like I remember so little of what I read. So if I remember something, then that book was profound in some way. Yeah. But I mean, Aaron broke it down kind of categorically, and I would agree by and large. Like there are some books that you read because the characters are so I don't even, well-written sounds just like I've run out of vocabulary, but it's, it, it, they, they are written in such a way that they, that you connect to them. You remember them. They're compelling. Um, like there's a reason Atticus Finch rolls off the tongue yeah, as mm-hmm. a, as a seminal character, because yeah. that's most characters are not written yeah. like that. Um, but then you get to like, I love the Harry Bosch novels and I love Dennis Lehane's novels. Those are nothing like that. They're not really character driven in the same way. They're procedural, but he just writes the genre better than everybody else. Like procedural crime stuff is, he just does it better. Well, and that provides genuine, uh, entertainment for you. There's nothing like, yeah, to me, I'd say, yeah, this, this is my type of, uh, of thriller. Yeah. I listen to a ton of audiobooks of like David Baldacci stuff or whatever. Like they're, they're completely unmemorable, but man, do they make sitting in traffic way more enjoyable. Sure. Um, and sometimes I'm not interested in learning something. I'm tired. So yeah. just being entertained is good. Right. But then you get like Pat Conroy's novels yeah. and it's like you get sucked into the lives and the pain and the emotions and the experience. And, and, you know, Aaron was talking about on a previous episode, like the great Santini and sort of like the roller coaster ride of that as all Conroy's novels. There's not right. a single one of them that you're like, Oh, this is just a big hug. No, right. he's a dark no. dude. Yeah. But, but I thought right away. Cause I, uh, yeah, uh, the novels I had physical ones. I just come from the library. But I thought like I need to buy these. I want to keep these and mm-hmm. and, and right. reference them in many ways because I love the characters so much, or right. they're just impactful. And, yeah. Uh, period. But yeah, yeah. No, I just I, went and cleaned out McKay's uh, a couple days ago of their because I, I used to have of all Conroy's? Conroy's. I used to I have. I saw a couple of his. I wasn't. They, well, I, they're kind of. Did beat you up. take them all? You did. You probably I, got to them before I did. I okay. took all of the ones that were in good shape. Okay. Okay. And yeah. there was a couple they didn't have. They didn't have um, they, what it was. They, I, I don't think they had beach music. I don't think they had South of Broad. Um, where, where else do you go in town uh, for used books if not there? Have you? I don't know. Because there's a. I don't know if there. I don't know. The one by the well and Lipscomb. I need to try there. That, that used to have I, a huge that, selection. That's like, 
that's like the other side of the state from where I, I know, live. I know. Yeah. But yeah, they're, did, they're, they're, hand, they're more than you think. They're just, you not, just, not you used books, but I finally stopped into Parnassus yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's a great store. It was in, in terms of, in it's terms of just independent bookstores. Yeah, yeah. You go in there, you're like, Oh, these are people who love books. Like yeah. they, yes. This is not a commercial bookstore. This is a, we love books bookstore, yeah. which is great. Like we were looking for some summer books for Mal and I can't remember my mom. My mom just loves buying books. For the yeah. kids, but I'm great. Like she'll spend as much. That's yeah. like, mom, we can go somewhere else and you get twice the amount of books like no we're gonna go to Parnassus and do this that's yeah, fine that's, that's but, one of the kinds but, of places I would do that and be like I'm gonna spend full price because yes. I want this place to succeed absolutely yes. yeah. absolutely and also I mean literally we had a person who, which is kind of sad this person taught elementary school for you know like a decade and now is working at Parnassus but this guy was like alive like that he got the chance to walk Malin around and say, mm-hmm. let's try this. Like, here's what I love about this. And he's like, yeah. describing the character. Like, you read all these, dude. These are like new books too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. That was fun. But yeah. That wasn't our original question. But I no, just, but just was, as a, yeah. you know, just as an aside, that's actually one of the fun things about going to a bookstore, a bookstore. Um, or certain bookstores anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to a store like Parnassus, you get people who work there who, who know what they're talking yeah. about, mm-hmm. who love who love books it's um, and the mission of books, yeah. right? It's, it's, yeah, it's like the as difference to like a Barnes and Noble, right? If going to Barnes and Noble is like buying a suit at, at like Macy's mm-hmm. or something. Whereas you go to you go to those places and it's like it's like being tailored for a suit or something. Yeah. Where it's like they're going to get your measurements, they're going to figure out what cuts you like, what lapels you like, yeah. what, whatever. And they're like, this is going to be one that you walk out of here, you you're gonna you might pay a little bit more for it, yeah. but you're going to be really happy with good. it. Uh, it's it's gonna feel right on you. You're gonna like. It's gonna look good. Like this is the that's the book buying experience at a place where they love books. Whereas Barnes and Noble, you're like just a bunch of off the rack stuff, and they might be able to point you to something that's vaguely helpful. But you could list ten authors you like, and they might never have heard of any of them. Yeah, I didn't have too much more to add, just other than the fact that you know when I look at my library books, I am. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been personally transformative. So at the end of the day, it really comes down to that. There are certainly ones I like to reference, just like sure. there's information. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, they've all had an impact in my life. I'm, right. I'm the same way. I look at them, why have I kept these? Because I've gotten rid of a ton. Right. And I realize, like, this didn't mean anything to me. Right. I weren't terrible reads, just, you know, I need the space. And Well, and, and with some of the ones where it's like we keep it just a reference, if there's only certain things that we reference in them, we should just write down those references somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. Like in a, like, you know, in a Google doc or in, um, sure. you know, yeah. a, you know, a note on our phone or something, something yeah. that's easily accessible. Yeah. See, if you um, read on a Kindle, which mm-hmm. I realize there are people with strong feelings, yes. you can just go look at all your highlights. Yes. And there, which is that's great. An, that's it's another a great example. feature. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, and then you don't have to get, then you don't have to keep those books. You just have the pieces that you want. All right. So, all right. My last one is a lead in to what are you reading? So, uh, do we want to do that right now or do you want to do sucker punch and then this question to finish it off? Uh, no, we can just do this. We can just do this question. We can, uh, you know, we can give sucker punching a rest. Yeah, we did two last episode anyway. (laughs) That's true. We got really violent last episode. So, yeah, we felt ways about stuff last week. All right. We've done this one before, but it's always kind of amusing. Uh, describe the book you're reading in three words. There you go. And tell us about the book, of course. First, do it in the description, and then tell me what the title is and what it is. I don't know what I'm reading. Hold I'll on. go first. Go da- ahead. David Brooks is the second mountain, and my words are <laughs> hashtag 40 Dave needs revival. 
Is 40 it really Dave, is 40 Dave one word. Well, uh, I said he, hashtag. because he included I hashtag. Said hashtag. Okay. I did. Yeah. Got it. But uh, so that was a good uh, cheat. Well done. It was a cheat. But, you know, I improvised. No, but it's, uh, yep. you know, it's fun to see someone um, in their process of faith kind of mm-hmm. wrestle with things openly in a book uh so i loved that but also are you wrestling that, with your faith right now Dave? no i'm wrestling with being 40 <laughs> and you should too in a few weeks <laughs> well by the time this no. episode comes out i think it actually will be my will be uh, past my birthday oh man crazy happy birthday maybe in the past maybe of this episode yeah. No, uh, I, I'm not having a midlife crisis, although Barnabas did see me driving a nicer car the other day. That's not mine, but, you know, that's cool. Um, the minivan suits you, though. The minivan glad, does I'm suit glad, me. I'm glad yes. you're back for the record, Dave. I drive the minivan to work every day. That's but, fine. Uh, I did, too, before I got rid of it. It's lovely. Oh, wow. Well, to be wow. fair, mine literally fell apart. Okay. All right. That's that's, that's so good. So it was but, being held yeah. together by the Holy Spirit, and he said, I quit. Oh, man, um, I love it. On this car. Well, specifically it's a great <laughs> so I can give up on all of you don't worry yeah, yeah just my, just on my car yeah. well I love it. it's it's meant to be read for kind of the stage of life also because it's you want to make your time count and I'm not Wait, saying this I is, don't this is the think, David Brooks one? yeah okay yeah, yeah well but but, but you're not in a uh, uh, I dare I say self-help mode uh, but you know it's a, it's a book where you're learning it asks really good questions. Yeah, he's just like a gentler Jordan Peterson. Gentler. <laughs> Congratulations on uh, being a, a cliche, Dave. <laughs> oh, I bought the book. It's crazy. I know. It's good. Right. I'm sure he needed the money. I'm uh, sure he did not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what book is this again? The Second Mountain. Oh, gosh. I know. Okay. All right. Well, good for you. If you wait six, no, if you wait the, six months, the way you guys just looked at me inside was like, just, just give me a middle so finger. He's, just he's do Canadian. That. So yeah, he can roll his eyes at no, you. I'm like, not interested. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So, like the twelve rules for life, Jordan Peterson's yes. book. Like, I'm not reading that. Everybody's like, how could you not read this? Like, give it six months, and nobody will remember this book. That's true. It's also true of Third Mountain or whatever we're looking at here. Oh gosh! All Second right. molehill, spelunking. With what are you David reading, Brooks? <laughs> um, so three words and the title. Their title first. What? How are we doing this? Three words. Uh, say what the three words are first. I guess I violated my own. It's fine. Thing, All right. Yeah. Uh, agricultural granola poetry. Wendell Berry. Bingo. Nice. I thought you didn't like Wendell Berry. Uh, what the? I have struggled to get into his novels, so I decided to try poetry. Because I like poetry, and I was like, "And you're struggling to get into his poetry too." I don't connect with. So here's the thing: he, I'd say, one out of every six or seven poems he writes, one that I love. But the other ones are all ones that I'm like, I, I have there is zero connection to this. So it's the selected poems of Wendell Berry. Here's the real problem with this book, though. You know what font they use on the cover? Hmm. Papyrus. Uh, Of course they do. It's papyrus, y'all. He, uh, like. Who's Papyrus is for people West, who know that Comic Sans is bad, but don't know anything else about fonts. Yeah. It's he deserves better than this. Here's the thing: mm. I have not loved what I've read from Wendell Berry, but I respect Wendell Berry as a writer, thinker, whatever. I just I'm like, he think he is writing to somebody else. He deserves better than Papyrus, y'all. Yeah, there you go. All right, so. Uh, the book that I I haven't started this book yet, <laughs> but I already know how to describe oh, it. And I emotional intelligence. It. Yeah, uh, well, its its title is three words. Yeah. Well, two point oh is technically three words. Yeah, it's something. Well, that's why I would yeah. just call it two. 
But, uh... <laughs> That's but true. It, but are they going to come out with like a 2.1, 2.15, no, if they 2.23? No, they'll come out to, to 3.0 or something like that. I feel like that. this is Naked Gun. That's, oh, <laughs> Naked Gun, 33 and a third. <laughs> Smell of fear. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's the tagline. So um, I'm trying to think right. of the best three words that I have a hunch that this will be. No, 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 I got it. Me. Aaron gets Well, a, that's true. What, oh, was it? It's in a signed? Uh-huh. Oh, funny. You guys yeah. are reading that? Yep. Um, but Aaron, Aaron gets emotional. <laughs> Aaron gets uh, emotional. fast read. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron loves um, emotional. skim this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be... Are you going to bleep that? Yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm of just, course I, just I think am. It's <laughs> of course I am. That, but, I mean, that's kind of the point of, of really, this whole, to, to be fair, this whole though, idea. It, 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 let's keep it PG-11 here. Yes, please. Listen to others. That's a, that's a good that's one. I think that's more or less emotional yeah. intelligence. It, like, is, yeah. is just listen to well, others. Well, it's it's both and, be self-aware and others and, and others aware. Yeah. Um, I think is the is the key. Those are the two key things because yes. how how aware how self aware are you plays into how yes. you relate to other people. Yep. Um, so if you are um, if you are if you are oblivious to how you are perceived or to even your own emotional mindset, you or what what you react to and respond to, that is necessarily going to play into what people see in you, and that's. That can be a, there's a blissfulness to being unassuming about yourself, but it's actually very dangerous for you to not know what your blind spots are. Are three words also read your audience? Yes. That's a great one. Read the room. I mean, I've read it. Read I know. the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sign well, there this you go. off. <laughs> Click. All right. Click, on click red on Goodreads. You're done. That's right. <laughs> push push yeah. record button. Yeah. Uh, all right. Guys, thanks for, for chatting about this one. This was a lot of fun. Dave, thanks for finding all the questions. Good for one thing. So, listeners, I hope you enjoyed whatever this was. And we will uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.